You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning everybody yes it is 802 a.m it is monday August 28th. I'm going to give you some more music today. I feel I feel like on a Monday we need things that begin with M, like music. So let's let's do that. Let's do that. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Cheryl, Timor, Louis, Sang, Invest, Invest, Kervin, Parmes. I'm thinking Parmes and Cheese, but no, it's Parmeshwaraja. That's all I saw. Uh, Bez, Ram, Mushtak, Leo, Rhino, Kong, and Alidia. Uh, uh, what a beautiful name. There's some music. It is, uh, it's Monday morning. It's time to manifest. First of all, how was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend? Did you work? Did you uh, create your work-life balance? Um, were you able to invest time in yourself, in your... Uh, in your family, in your friends, were you able to relax? Uh, were you able to get ahead of the week ahead? Um, I was up this morning at 5 a.m. I got quite a bit of work done. I um, actually, if you have a look at the uh, link uh, at the link above the Google Forms, 
It's a Google form for qualified brand marketers to get a complimentary pass in Alpha Collective. So if you know any senior marketer that would be interested in Web3, that would be interested in AI, that would be interested in technology, the future of business, community capitalism, governance, authentication, loyalty, purpose, diversity. Hey, that sounds pretty important. Um, Tell them to go ahead if they're interested and fill out the form. And if they qualify, uh, they'll get a complimentary pass to join the collective. Now, my go-to-market strategy uh, at this point is pretty transparent and pretty open, which is I'm going to bring in as many qualified senior brand marketers as possible. Um, it's, it's a very simple approach, by the way. And, you know, as always, what I do is I share with you as much as I can. I share with you what I'm doing. I share with you my, my struggles. I share with you my successes. Um, and we do this together um, rather than hoarding, rather than holding cards close to uh, our chest or my proverbial chest. So the, so the go-to-market approach is actually a very simple one. It's not a revolutionary one which is if we can get, and so aspiringly, if I can get, you know, if we take Fortune 500, if I can get all 500 chief marketing officers into Alpha Collective, obviously it stands to reason that if you're trying to reach them or connect with them or brainstorm with them or collaborate with them or sell to them, you're going to want to be a part of Alpha Collective. Now, one thing that I feel very, very strongly about is I don't want people to pay that cannot afford to pay. So That's the one thing. The other thing, so I have organizing, I have my own code, like Dexter the serial killer, right? I'm not a serial killer. Um, My code is I don't want people coming in that can't afford to come in. But at the same time, I do want people to make money. And making money might mean, it might be as simple as you get one deal, just one deal. You get one piece of consulting. You get one speaking engagement. If you bought your way in, and you can buy in store at one ETH, which is about, I don't know, 17, how much is ETH today? Uh, let me check. It's low. <laughs> I know that. Uh, ETH today, oh, I hate to look at that portfolio. It's $1,638. So you could buy in for one ETH at $1,638, or you could buy $2,500, which is the price tag, which is really aimed at marketers and people who want to reach marketers and corporations and agencies, etc. <clears throat> All you have to do is to be able to get one business deal worth $1,600 to basically pay for your entrance. In addition, if the price of ETH in- increases, you make money. If you sell and the floor increases for more than you paid, you hopefully make money. There are many ways to make money. And then, of course, you know, I'm still sticking to the fact that that if and when we sell out, 100 ETH will be invested back into the community. So all you have to do, for example, today, right? Let's just say today I couldn't make it. Let's say Bez was a member. Hello, Bez or Melissa, two of our regulars. And they, uh, and by the way, Bez has actually stepped in many times. He's a super regular. Uh, he's been here since day one. Um, and Bez said, I'm going to actually run the session today. Bez would get back a third of his um, actual membership fee. So the idea is all you have to do is volunteer three times and you've made your money back. This is a different model. 
It's a different model. And when it works, not if, but when it works, it's going to become a light to other communities, other B2B environments, other professional organizations. And I'm determined to prove the model because I know the model works. It has to work. It, it makes sense, right? Because it is we is greater than me. It is ultimately about how do we actually tap into our own community to run our community instead of bringing in people from the outside. And the worst, worst offenders are people that bring in, and I'm sorry to say, but bring in the agencies and bring in the consultants and bring in the people that, and I'm not talking about solo entrepreneurs. I'm a solo entrepreneur. I'm talking about you know the companies, the PR agencies. Many of them are hacks that come in. They don't stand behind their work product. They, um, you know, they don't work on a paper performance basis. Um, and ultimately, I mean, and listen, this this app and and social media is just swarming with charlatans and fly by nights and self proclaimed gurus and ninjas and whatever the case may be. So I want to change that, and I believe the best way to do that is is find someone inside your own house, inside your own family, inside your own company, inside your own community, and monetize that way. So I'm saying this to all of you, not because I want any of you to buy a pass, but because I would love for you to take that link that you see above and share it with marketers or brand marketers that you know work for the Fortune 500 or Global 2000. There are no strings attached. I mean, the only thing, and you'll see the form, and it's very transparent. Actually, I want you to go and look at the form because I just found this unbelievable post on LinkedIn that actually already shows you a whole bunch of use cases and case studies of big brands that are already inside. And if you've been following our Alpha Beta Talks, you've you've listened to Greg Vadino and you've listened to Chiron and you've listened to Kusro Colored from Deloitte. And on Wednesday, we have Sandy Carter who's going to be bringing even more use cases. I don't think it's even accurate anymore to call Web3 a ghost town or to call this, you know, to talk about the ashes. I think there's activity there right now. And I actually almost would say, I would challenge marketers to say, you are actually neglecting your job. You are actually being negligent by not paying attention. How about that? That's a different, that's a much more offensive point of view. Not give us a chance, not, uh, you know, and, and, and I basically say in this document, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? Or what if your boss is wrong? Or what if your agency's wrong? And this, of course, represents a zero risk opportunity to become part of this. The only thing I ask, in fact, I actually ask the question, which is, Will you consent to either your name and company or just your company in terms of being able to say, you know, whatever, Coca-Cola is a member of Alpha Collective. So I just wanted to share that. And I ask, I'm asking for your help. Like literally I'm asking for your help um, to go and share it because if it isn't right for you, and of course I understand and respect that, um, it may very well be right for um, someone you know or for a brand marketer. Uh, Christopher John Martin says, Happy Monday. Do we need permissions to view the posted Google Doc? I don't think so. I don't think you need permissions at all. Um, tell me if uh, if you accessed it and um, you did need a permission. But I don't believe you do. I think it should be open to all. And if you do, I can quickly change that. Um, this is why sometimes it's really good um, to be able to 
<clears throat> you know, to be able to just share it immediately and, uh, you know, and, and troubleshoot. Uh, let's see. Uh, it didn't work from my mobile. Well, um, as I said, uh, if anyone wants to go ahead and check, obviously obviously it works for me. Why does it work for me? Because I created it. Uh, but yeah, it would be very good um, to give me some feedback, uh, specifically if I do need um, to change permissions. But I think I think it should work. I really, really do. Um, so when I say, uh, when I click on send, um, uh, there is send via email, there is send via link, and there's normally a thing that says anyone who has the link. So I think it should work. All right, what I wanted to talk to you today about is time. Um, and I was thinking, so I spent this weekend, I was very proud of myself um, because I ended up um, I ended up um, finally getting my whole Calendly link to work. Um, I'm, I'm like, it's so weird, like I'm really proud of myself. So here's what I did. I, it wasn't like, you know, like <laughs> there's no rocket science or, a, or a open heart surgery, um, but I've been able to actually integrate all of my calendars, about six different calendars into, calend- into Calendly and uh, create various sets and permissions. So, for example, um, if you go to calendly.com, I'll, I'll, I'll put that link below, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Um, sometimes very difficult when you're doing with autocorrect because it sees that as a mistake. Calendly.com forward slash Jaffe Juice you can actually see now um, that there is the ability to book three different types of meetings. Uh, One is a 30-minute meeting, one is a 60-minute meeting, and one is a 90-minute meeting, which is actually an in-person meeting, and that's for EOS only. Now, you know, I don't expect any... I mean, if anyone was in the audience to book the 90-minute meeting, I'd just cancel it because, um, you know, we wouldn't have spoken about EOS and there's a process, etc., um, I might actually just make that a, what's called a secret link. There are ad, um, additional secret links as well, like, for example, booking for my show, uh, booking to be a guest on my show. But all of these links now integrate my calendar. And so there are various permissions. Now, this might be so obvious. Some of you might be in the audience just kind of laughing at me because you're like, dude, I did this like a year ago. Um, but you can do permissions, like, for example, uh, no one can book 15 minutes before or there's a 30-minute buffer afterwards for meetings that go late. Um, and it's quite liberating because i got to tell you, I've wasted so much time, you know, just trying to coordinate schedules. It's, I actually like feel like such an idiot. I do. I feel like an idiot because, you know, the amount of times I'd be like, okay, I'll send you three links um, or, or three dates and times and then let me know if that works for you. And now it's just so much easier just to say, here's my Calendly link. Please go ahead and find a time that works. Um, It's absolutely liberating um, to be able to do something like that. And and it gives me joy. It makes me actually excited. I like feel like I just want everyone to book meetings with me now. Um, And, you know, I thought about it, though, and uh, so I had a few thoughts, and I just thought I would share all these just different random thoughts about time and specifically meetings. Um, the first thing is I thought about a 15-minute meeting. Should I have different lengths? Should I have a 45? Should I have a 15? Um, and I decided against a 15-minute meeting because I just feel like it's too quick. It's too quick. Uh, it's rushed. You know, I, I 
there's no time really for pleasantries. Um, you know, you just gotta like get dive straight in. And and I'm gonna come back to why a 15 minute meeting might make sense. Um, and I think you know, for 15 minute meetings, chances are they're gonna go long. You probably need a buffer of 15 minutes before and a buffer of 15 minutes afterwards. And it just it just didn't feel right for me. And so I left it out and I left it at 30 and 60 minute meetings. But then I thought to myself, you know, so to talk about EOS for a second, um, e- EOS, um, one of the things, one of the six key components um, in, in EOS is something called traction and specifically something called meeting pulse and specifically something called an L10 meeting. And an L10 meeting is... Um, you know, maybe you might have called it a status meeting before. Um, it's a meeting that starts, first of all, it's a meeting that's held the same day and the same time every single week. It is a meeting that is never canceled. It is never cancelable. Um, they they say that there are two conditions to cancel an L10 meeting. Uh, one is death, as in yours, and the other is vacation. And obviously there are some cases where, you know, if an L10 meeting falls on Labor Day or, you know, if, um, you know, if there's a company-wide meeting or something like that, of course there are exceptions. It's not that, um, you know, inflexible. But for the most part, it's held on the same day, the same time, the same day. It starts on time and it ends on time. Um, and, and so you have these rules that actually say respect the meeting. Respect the meeting, respect the fact that everyone comes to it, respect the fact that it's on the same day, the same di- the same time. It starts on time, it ends on time. Um, and, and in fact, uh, EOS subscribes to a Vince Lombardi axiom, which basically is that uh, on time is late and early is on time. You know, and Vince Lombardi knew a thing or two about coaching and about winning as well. Um, still one of my favorite quotes is, in all my time, I never lost a single game. I just ran out of time. So Vince Lombardi was a master of time. Um, and, and most of his quotes, or most, not most of his quotes, but I think inherently, and I'm just you know kind of channeling Vince Lombardi right now, there is this understanding or this recognition that if you respect time, time will respect you. And if you respect your colleagues and your collaborators and your employees and your clients – and if you respect one another around time, um, then you've set a foundation to win. You've set a winning foundation. And, 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 and the word foundation is important because that's what you build everything on top. You haven't built a quicksand. You haven't built uh, a wonky or lopsided or, you know, uh, or unstable ground. You've built a solid foundation. And it is a foundation based on respect and it is a foundation based on respect of others, but it is a foundation based on the respect of others around time. Because if you respect other people's time, then you respect your own time. And if, and, and if you respect your own time, by definition, you should respect other people's time. Because why would you, why would you hold a separate standard, a double standard, an unfair standard for other people versus yourself or, or yourself versus other people as well. And um, and so, like, in many respects, I guess a 15-minute meeting would work well if you started on time and if you ended on time. You know, it's very challenging for me um, insofar um, that, that I have 9 a.m. meetings 
sometimes. Sometimes I can't help it. I can't, you know, do, like for example, I have a, a cohort or a pod meeting that starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow um, on Tuesday. Now, I should be on time, which means that I need to end the Collective Cafe early. Not on time, but early. And I'm not doing that at the moment because, you know, what will happen is I'll be talking and I'll be summarizing and then someone will come off mic, etc. But, you know, if you start to slip up once, you'll slip up again. And each slip up will get bigger and worse. And you've got to set those, those, you've got to actually be, I think, pretty judicious and rigid, almost regimental when it comes to time. Because if you respect time, you respect yourself as well. It's, it's funny, I was thinking um, uh, when I, I don't know if I'll ever get back to it, but certainly when I was running um, half marathons and, and, and even my two marathons, um, I would train, I had a, a regular partner, and we would always say respect the hill. But what we would always do is we would actually talk, not, we wouldn't be talking about the uphill, we'd be talking about the downhill. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you get to a downhill, um, there's a tendency to just stop focusing and stop paying attention and, and not take it seriously and sprint down the hill. And so we always used to say, you've got to respect the hill. Because if you respect it going down, then maybe it will respect you going up. So when times are tough, you know, it's, it's kind of not, it's being able to, to equate the good with the bad or the bad with the good. And when times are good, in this case, the downhill, there's a recognition that the uphill is coming at some point. Or when you're on the uphill, there is a, a recognition that the downhill will follow. What goes up must come down. What goes down must go up. And so we always would say respect the hill. Respect time, I think, is the same thing. There's, I think this is, is it a Mark Twain quote? Um, I would have written a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time. So I want to kind of segue a little bit and talk about that idea of having time. Um, first of all, recognition about this quote. You know, I've... Um, We've just done a, a beautiful two or three two minute promo video for uh, for EOS and for Outpace Enterprises, which is which is the a, a kind of a cohort, a um, um, a group of coaches or implementers at EOS, and we we all live and work within Connecticut tri-state area, Fairfield County, and and we collaborate, we help um, one another, and um, and I'll tell you that um well i want to actually just take a step back before before i i come back to that but this idea of you know i wouldn't have i would have written a shorter letter uh but i didn't have the time i'll talk about the video that was created um in a moment but let me just kind of set up the point which is that as you consolidate and as you actually become more succinct and as you actually like really, really focus on quality versus quantity, the increase in difficulty uh, is exponential. Exponential. It is easy to do a one-hour episode of my show, of Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. It is easy to do a one-hour session of The Collective Cafe. It is much harder to edit that down 
to 30 seconds or 10 seconds or five quotes um, or two-minute or one-minute clip. It is really, really, really hard to do that. It's unbelievably difficult when it comes to video. Video is the toughest. You know, text is the easiest. Audio is somewhere in the middle. And so, for example, um, there is this two-minute promo video that has been created, and it is being built on about 45 minutes of content. Now, if you're doing your job really well, you know, as, as the person, you know, filming and, and producing and editing, you're probably sitting down for, I don't know, four, five, six, seven, eight hours to actually maybe more to edit 45 minutes of video into two minutes. And, and, the, and, and if you think your job is done, it's just kind of getting started because then, you know, you know what actually happened is the craziest thing. So my, um, I did the video and then, and then the uh, video videographer um, was going to uh, record like all these B-roll type of shots. So me kind of, you know, uh, gesticulating and, you know, looking like I'm working at the laptop and, and kind of <clears throat> at the whiteboard, etc. But as we took the lavalier mic off, my collar turned up. So my collar was upturned and it just looks bad. It looks unprofessional um, and it's very distracting. You might miss it if you didn't know, if you weren't looking for it. But if you see it, you cannot unsee it. So now the ability to go back and re-edit that, that's almost like you've just written a manuscript and then you've spilled coffee. I better move my coffee because now I'm like, don't want to jinx it. And you spill coffee all over to all over your laptop and it fries your laptop and your entire manuscript is lost. It almost feels like you have to start again because you can't just tweak in those moments. When someone says, oh, that... I don't like that that sentence. Can you replace it with another sentence? It may just seem like eight words or 12 words or 14 words, but now to find those 14 words amongst um, 3,000 can almost feel insurmountable as well. So I would have written a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time. It's the classic example of and the juxtaposition between quality and quantity. That we can ramble on for hours, but to be truly succinct, well, that can take a lifetime to master. And of course, there are two versions of it, right? The first version um, of it is to be succinct in the moment. I'm terrible at that, really, really bad at that. Um, I just struggle. I am verbose. I know it. It's It's an Achilles heel. It's a real problem for me. So actually, I do pretty well in these types of environments, which is why I do them. I mean, I'm not doing them because I want to be verbose with you, (coughs) but because I don't feel rushed, I feel relaxed, and I feel that I can get those gems out. Those gems are there, but they're just not all waiting, queuing up in line, you know, like boom, 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 you know, (laughs) nugget, 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 nugget. It doesn't work like that for me. They're hidden. they, They need to be extracted. They need to be uncovered. They need to bubble to the surface. Um, and, and I found a good, a good approach. You know, I'm now trying to start taking show notes because when I say something, I'm like, well, that, that, that really, that was a good point. I want to keep that point. 
And sometimes I use and trust uh, otter.ai, um, the AI show notes to help me and give me a little bit of support as well. Of course, you know, one day I might be fortunate enough to have a team, to have a human that's actually taking notes on my behalf, that's listening actively, listening or intensely listening. I think, uh, I, think I saw Rhonda arrive, um, intense listening, that they're able to pick up the memorable, time-well-spent quotes that attach emotion and that have some kind of connection to them as well to make it a little bit easier um, for me. But that has been my technique to start with, with mass, with quantity, and then bring it down to quality. And I think if you really are super talented, of which I am not, you have the ability to be truly succinct um, in the moment. So <clears throat> those are my thoughts just in terms of this idea of, you know, as I, as I said, my coffee, um, as I was setting up my Calendly links, um, I have to make a commitment to myself and to the people that I do business with um, to respect them and their time, to, to come early to meetings, um, and uh, to make sure that they end on time. And of course, there's specific techniques. How much time do you have today? You know, oh, it looks like we might be going over. Um, do you have a little bit more time? Perhaps, you know, a little bit of a buffer. Um, I think we also need to do a better job at uh, management of expectations, you know, again, in the moment um, where we're able to, you know, almost in real time, feel the room, read the room, read the time, sense the time, and make sure that agendas are completed. <clears throat> we need to be much more adept um, and agile on our feet, even in a meeting, to make sure that we are moving through the agenda. You know, oftentimes, when it comes to agendas, the most important thing is right at the end. Certainly, if you're in biz dev or sales, I mean, the close is, is the ultimate. Well, you're not exactly helping yourself, are you, if you run out of time for the close? I mean, you are basically um, shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to, um, you know, being able to suddenly, well, that was great. Um, how many you want to buy? Um, you're done. You know, put a, put a, you know, stick a fork in him. Um, that goose is cooked. Um, it is so important to be able to build in time for the close. Um, but if you're rushing, if you're embellishing, if, uh, and, and, and oftentimes it's not always you. It's the, remember, <laughs> there are other people in the room too. You know, when I did my first 90-minute uh, meeting uh, for EOS, um, I joked afterwards that I've now renamed it the 150-minute meeting because it ended up taking two and a half hours. Now, as it turns out, um, I'm working with that company now, but it could have ended up horribly wrong. It could have gone horribly wrong if they had run out of time. Through no fault of, of mine, right, um, I realized that when I had practiced my 
you know, the 90-minute the meeting before, there's a section that says about them where you're going to ask them questions about their business and they're going to respond. And surprise, surprise, they actually want to talk about their business. And some of them actually have a lot to say about their business. And what they say about their business is absolutely critical to you. If you're going to end up working with them or working for them or helping them, um, shouldn't you understand their business or what their pain points are or what's keeping them up at night or you know, preventing them sometimes from getting out of bed in the morning? And so it would be insane to now rush them. Look, look, could you be more succinct? I asked for one word and you've given me a whole dissertation. You're not going to win the business, are you? If you're rushing them in the moment when they're talking about themselves. But you've got to be agile uh, when it comes to time. You've got to be able to actually um, be um, an improv artist. You've got to be able to dance. You've got to be able to contingency plan. You've got to be able to adapt in real time to make sure that you finish on time. I think you've got to go into every single environment or pitch environment or meeting expecting there to be a hard, hard um, end. And almost err on the side of, you know, if your client or your prospect or your boss or whatever you know, turns around and says, hey, don't worry about it, don't sweat it, we've got 30 minutes more time. To be able to say, I appreciate that, but I am determined to finish on time out of respect to you and out of respect to this opportunity. And I'm going to do my best to finish on time. Why? Because I want you to know that I am this committed to this meeting and every other meeting that takes place between us. And, not or, and this sets up a, a precedent. And I'd rather that precedent is established firmly, strongly, resolutely from the get-go than already starts to slip at the, you know, not even at the first possible moment because you're not even working together in that environment. Before that moment, you're already getting into bad habits. Now, by the way, easier said than done. Totally easier said than done. And I'm the worst at it. So, you know, I'm, I need to practice what I preach. Um, and it's going to be a long, hard slog for me to get there. But at least I know what I need to do. At least I'm coming to terms with and taking stock in my own weaknesses and my areas for improvement. So that kind of leads to what what originally was going to be the thought, the main thought here, and that main thought was going to be this idea of when somebody says, I don't have time, I don't have the time, how does that land? How do you respond? How do you respond to that? Um, is, it, is it a cop-out? Is it, is it actually, you know, is it actually a thing that you literally do not have time i think that's uh i think it's a crock i think everyone always has time the question is do they have time for you and and listen i get it 
I get the fact that you're not exactly going to try and, you know, <laughs> say to someone, you're trying to be polite. So you're not really going to turn around to them and go, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I do have time. I just don't have time for you. Please don't take it personally. They're like, what? Of course I'm going to take it personally, dude. Like, you don't have time for me? But I think it's also pretty damn arrogant um, to actually think that everyone should have time for us and not to actually respect the fact that, you know, time availability is not always as simple as just, you know, blank, uh, a blank slot on, on your calendar. When someone says, I don't have time, it's, there's a literal and a figurative interpretation. The literal is actually, I don't have time. And I think what we actually do is I think we all kind of interpret the literal in the literal explanation. When someone says, I don't have time, Joe, or, or could we talk maybe, um, you know, the favorite one is after Labor Day. Well, now it's, it's but, but trust me, there were people like three weeks ago and a month ago that were saying, you know, uh, things are crazy and whatever. Um, can we talk after Labor Day? So, so let's just talk about for a second, there's what I would call uh, time excuses, right? And time excuses are you just look for the next holiday or the next milestone and say, can we talk after the uh, holidays, right? Can we talk after Thanksgiving? Can we talk uh, in the new year? Um, can we talk like at the end of summer or whatever? Um, and... And the problem with, with that is tomorrow never comes, right? If you don't pin down something or someone, especially actually the irony, if they are busy, chances are that that date is going to move. If they didn't really have time for you today or tomorrow, how is it possible that they're going to have time for you in three weeks or six weeks or nine weeks' time? In fact, what's going to happen, and it happens all the time, and it is the worst thing in the world you know, I've done it to people, but trust me when I say it's been done to me, maybe a factor of, I don't know, I feel like 100 to 1, is it keeps on getting cancelled and postponed and cancelled and postponed and moved and moved and moved. Because it is actually the ultimate disrespect when you move something of lesser importance for something that is of more importance with, I'm saying obviously within reason, Sometimes it's out of your control. But you're basically just saying, hey, listen, I want to give you some time, but you really aren't that important to me. And that might be true. But then why would you give them the time in the first place? Do you see how like, actually when you start to peel the, the onion back, it gets very, very interesting, I think. You know, if someone says, hey, listen, can I pick your brain for five minutes or can I spend some time with you? Sure. That's the 15-minute meeting, by the way, which I don't have yet, but I will. I'm sure I could find 15 minutes for someone if I really, really wanted to or needed to or they needed me to. And again, I get why, like, my day-to-day -day is insane. You know, I do have back-to-back-to-back um, -to -back -to -back meetings until roughly about noon today, and then, and then I've got a small window, and then I'm back to back again from about 3.30 uh, to 6. 
But between 12 and 3.30, I'm not just sitting around twiddling my thumbs. I've got a tremendous amount of prep work to do for um, I'm, you know, my first client focus day with EOS. Um, I have uh, a couple of 90-minute meetings coming up as well. So I'm going through all the training and I'm reading all the articles and I'm, I've got my PQ, my positive intelligence uh, work that I'm doing on a weekly basis. I'm supposedly finishing and editing my sixth book, which has to be published in time for my trip to South Africa at the end of October, November. I am working hard, as you can see by the pinned link, to figure out how to give Alpha Collective the the kickstart, the jolt, the boost it needs to get off the ground. I have my show, Joseph Jaffe is not famous. I mean, are you kind of getting, you can see. Uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't involve any biz dev and it doesn't involve any admin and it doesn't involve all the things and the chores that I need to do. And it doesn't involve time with the family and it doesn't involve time for me. And, and by the way, like if I wanted to take a 35-minute walk um, with walking the dogs and with my family today, would you begrudge me that? Would you, would, you, would you say that, you know what, how can you go walking with your dogs for 35 minutes in a day that began at 5 a.m. and ends beyond 6? Like, you don't, why can't you talk to me when you're walking the dogs? Of course, it sounds ridiculous when you put it that way. And if you're sitting on the other end, I think you might easily be able to turn around and say, you know, he really doesn't have the time. So when I was demanding him and his time and why won't you have time for me and why did you cancel the meeting and why do you say you know, and why do you say can we check back after Thanksgiving or Labor Day etc that's the reason and yet and yet if I really needed to find 10 or 15 minutes I could find it and so could all of you and so could anyone else you're trying to connect with as well but it's not gratuitous it's not you know, you cannot be presumptuous. I think, you know, the ability to find time and give time is not, and, and this is probably, I would say, the money quote, right? The ability to give time, and it is, you are donating time. You are benevolently, it is the ultimate, you, you are the ultimate gifter, the ability to gift time is solely the property and in the hands of the person, of the giver of time, of the person who's being requested to give of their time. And the other person has no right. They can ask, but they have no right to demand or to be upset about it. For example... I could talk at 10 p.m. at night. I could talk at 4.30 in the morning. I could find a way. I'm driving to Stamford, Connecticut tonight. So I'll be in the car for 30 minutes into Stamford and 30 minutes coming out. But once again, even though I actually could find the time, it is presumptuous to assume just because I have this downtime that I am a captive audience, because I'm not. Maybe that's the time for me to listen to a podcast. 
Maybe it's the time for me to listen to nothing and just be able to, you know, tune out all the noise from the week. Maybe it's a time to call a loved one, someone that I, or a friend that I haven't been in touch with for a while. Maybe it's time just to listen to, you know, satellite radio or music. It's my time. It's not your time. It's my time. I say all of this because I'm expecting to get busier and busier and busier. I should hope so. I should hope all of you are going to get busier and busier and busier. As I take on more clients at EOS, as Alpha Collective gets off the ground, as my book is published and hopefully really starts to connect with people and do better, maybe there'll be some press opportunities as well. As my show grows and potentially gets picked up, it may be possible that I don't have one hour anymore anymore to dedicate to the Collective Cafe. Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It may transpire that people that are sitting in the audience right now go, we should have, uh, we didn't realize it would come to an end. We enjoyed it. Um, and we wish he would come back. Or perhaps one day I turn around and say, you know what? I just have to be much more judi- judicious with my time. I'm now going to charge $100 for monthly membership to come and listen to me every morning. And all of you might leave. And, or, you know, one day actually say, you know what, we should have paid it when we could have. Or, here's the sting. Maybe I turn around and say, it doesn't matter how busy I get. Because Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is my time too. I choose to spend that time with all of you. This is my time. And no matter how busy I get, this cannot be compromised. This cannot be sacrificed. This must stay. And we figure out how and we figure out why and we figure out ways to make it work because everything changes, everything evolves. It has to. It may be sometimes physically impossible for me to be in when I'm traveling, when there are commitments. But that's why, going back to Full Circle, going back to Alpha Collective, why I created the 100th commitment to members. Not only practically to be able to keep the Collective Cafe open when I'm not able to, but actually because it is part of the purpose and the vision behind Alpha Collective, which is to allow those members to shine. And it is maybe them one day hosting one of these sessions. Remember, getting paid a third of their membership fee or pass but actually where they get noticed and they end up getting a piece of business. And you see how it comes full circle. Because I guess the final point I want to make is that it is a, it is a crime, it is a sin to hoard time. If we have time, we should be figuring out how to share, how to give time how to give people time back 
so to speak, by helping them. Because that's what we do when we give them our time, when we give them advice. We're helping them get unstuck, right? Return to growth, become forever changed. Otherwise, our time would be completely meaningless. Our time would have no purpose if it didn't have value. And of course it does. Our time is valuable because it is limited and scarce, but it also has value. The quantity of our time is limited. The quality of our time is unlimited. Sky is the limit. And if you can move from this place, you know, we talk about scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. <clears throat> if we can create, <clears throat> excuse me, if we can create an abundance mindset for, quite frankly, a scarcity, a scarce amount of time, isn't that ironic that we can have an abundance mindset to a fixed, finite, scarce amount of time? Well, guess how we do that? It's easy. It's actually really easy. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now with a one-to-many approach and specifically in a free open environment. It doesn't have to be free open or environment. That's just a bonus. But the one-to-many is a way to scale, no doubt. But that's how you apply an abundance mindset to what is essentially uh, a fixed or finite, a finite scarce uh, commodity, which is time, of course. So it is uh, 8.49 a.m. I'm going to ask, I want to see if Tim is still in the Discord. There he is, and Slick. I'm going to ask, does anyone want to come up and share and comment and maybe riff a little bit with me on some of these thoughts on any level, Right about people that say I don't have time, um, on respecting time, on on any of these riffs. Otherwise, um, you know, what I can do is give you back some time and actually end a little early. I've been thinking about this a lot. And I've been, I've been thinking about the fact that sometimes, sometimes um, it's good for us to actually end early and say, hey, give you back five minutes today. Um, but in this case... Mr. Christopher John Martins is on stage. Um, happy Monday, and, and uh, what's on your mind? What did you think about today's topic? Hey, Jaffe, this is Chris. It broke up a little. Are you looking for me, or did anyone join in Discord? No, I'm talking to you, my friend. Uh, there's only one Christopher John Martins that I'm aware of. We'll take it. We'll take it. So happy Monday. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting concept, right? I mean, we all have to practice time management, but I think at the end of the day, it's just how you value and protect your time. Uh, but I think one of the things you mentioned that I'll mention is, um, or that, that I'll point out is usually people don't really value time till it's taken away. So like you had mentioned, you know, what would happen if, you know, the collective cafe goes away? Cause your schedule changes. I think then people would realize, hey, what happened to this versus, you know, enjoying the fact and celebrating the fact that you're holding that space. So that's what I find a little curious is that 
usually people value something more when it's taken away versus when it's there all the time. You almost need those pivots and those pieces of evolution mm. that so people kind of know, hey, you know, things change because they just do, right? You know, uh, you've had times where other people have covered the cafe because, you know, life, you know, you, you can't always be there at that time. But I think the important thing is you're always holding that time. But I think that's the hardest piece to convey is that, you know, that's really kind of, um, like you said, it's your time. This is your choice. And I think it's getting people to realize that, right, that it's it could be our time if we're really kind of putting into it and investing into it. Mm. Oh, such brilliant builds. And, and, and actually, this is not my time. This is our time. This is our time because everyone that chooses to spend a moment in this collective cafe, we're doing it together. <clears throat> you know, could, and as I've said many times, you know, if no one was in the room, I would still be talking and I'd still be recording and I'd still be putting it up as a podcast and I'd still be creating a transcript and I'd still be putting together LinkedIn or Substack articles. But as long as there's another human being present, um, it isn't my time, it is our time. And I think that's the ultimate selfless approach we always need to bring to the table, as in my time is valuable. Um, No, our time is valuable. But I do love what you said, which is this idea of the only time we really appreciate it is when it's taken away. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's it. That philosophy applies one thousand percent to everything that I'm talking about with forever changed. Right, live every day like it's your only day, like it's your last day, like it's your best day, um, because it might be. It actually might be one day. Um, and so why would we always just be going through the motions? Why would we take time for granted by just cutting, pasting, cutting, pasting and, um, and living like a robot or a robotic life? You know, and I know it sounds easier said than done, but I mean, you know, we've all done it. Some of us are still doing it. We get up, we have a routine. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with routine. There's nothing wrong with being able to have your coffee. And I mean, listen, my routine is the same. I go and get my Nespresso and, you know, and I look forward to it and, and I take up the trash on Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah, we got routines. Of course we have routine. But when life becomes routine and only routine, then we've lost something. And I actually believe, just like I believe, that everyone can find the time and make the time. We always say that. But remember, my caveat here is, we don't get to say that of others. We don't get to say to someone, you know what, that's bullshit. You should meet with me. Everyone can make the time. We don't have that right. The person who has the time has the right to find the time and make the time. But by that same token, we should always make sure that we find time every day, however we do it, to create something, a little spark, a little serendipity, a little bit of originality, a little bit of joy, a little bit of something that ensures that today was not like yesterday and tomorrow won't be like today. That's, you know, that's, that's how I look at it as well. And, and we, can, we can find that time. We 1,000 billion percent can find that time. And anyone who says, I can't find the time to inject that little bit of spontaneity, spark, um, creativity, originality, I will call bullshit on that person. I really will.
I'll say you're just not trying hard enough. Hell, you might not even be trying at all. But you've got to find it. You've got to challenge yourself. You've got to fight for that. Because as I said, the moment today is just like yesterday and tomorrow will be just like today without any buffers or barriers or boundaries. I mean, that's when I'm afraid we're, we're starting to lose. And I don't believe anyone um, needs to be in that position ever. And, and you know what? If the Collective Cafe is that spark for someone, well, then my life has purpose. Not to say it didn't before, but my life has even more purpose. If someone comes in, as I've said many times, and they leave better off than when they came in, if I can find an environment for people to come in that say, you know what, I, uh, I always, I don't, you know, like 207 people have come in and out. Sorry, 209 people have come in and out of this room. But it is someone who comes in and goes, I was just in for three minutes and I heard a, a really great nugget from, uh, from Christopher. That's what we're going for, quality over quantity but also recognizing that you've got to find the time and you've got to find your time every day to be able to fight against, rage against the machine, rage against monotony, um, rage against today being exactly like it was yesterday and tomorrow being exactly like it was today. And Jeff, y'all I know we're wrapping up soon, but um, I'll add another thought just to, you know, the platform, right? Um, uh, you know, when you think about Clubhouse and, you know, it goes through little resurgences, right? So I think it was hot and then, you know, it wasn't as hot. And then there was AI and then there was the Barbie movie and then there's all these little things, you know, that seem kind of weird. There's threads and, you know, it, it kind of breathes some life into things. Um, but then that can go away, right? So I think, you know, when you think of the startup club, you know, they need folks that are going to, you know, spend the time and, you know, highlight the club, right? Because today's startup club isn't what it used to be, right? Right. Not that that's a bad thing. It just changes, right? So I think that's an important thing to look at as well is that the time we spend, um, because of holding space, it allows community to grow, but on many levels, right? So, my community, your community, the startup community, Clubhouse's community. So I think the little seeds that get planted, you know, start to build those roots for, you know, um, something deeper. So I think it's nice to, you know, I think for me, that's why I like showing up. I feel that you've got all these different levels of purpose that, you know, then will kind of translate back to my personal life. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we've got Tim and Bears and Slick in our Discord and and that and and if you are new here and if you've maybe stumbled into the the Collective Cafe for the very first time, we do this every Monday through Friday, eight to nine a.m. Tomorrow's Thought Leadership Tuesday, Manifestation Monday or Motivation Monday, Wellness Wednesday, uh, live book reads uh, on Thursday, and then kind of open mic and episode recaps of my show. On Friday, um, I see some new names and I see some new people. Um, and just know that you are very, very welcome here. Um, and 
Um, you know, if and when we move on from Startup Club, which we have no plans to do at the moment, um, at the moment our home at the moment our home is in Discord. That's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. And that's how you can come and hang out with us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll keep doing it. Um, Slick just showed a book uh, in, in our back chat. That's why I love Discord as well, because of images. He said, I read this over lockdown was pretty good. Um, it's called You Have More Time Than You Think. Laura uh, van, de, van de Krem, 168 hours. I wonder what 168 hours represents. Uh, I guess the book is called 168 Hours. You have more time than you think. Uh, well, listen, Slick, by the way, it is 9 a.m. Uh, you are now going to uh, take, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet, which Tim is fully aware of, which is when anybody suggests a book in the Collective Cafe, I say to you, uh, and Tim just did it now, it's called Come Up for Air, um, how teams can leverage systems and tools to stop drowning in work. I don't know, that book seems a little boring, but if you, know, but if you think... Um, it seems a little like teams. I don't know. I get like I I start like scratching when I think of teams, like Microsoft Teams. I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like teams. I'm not a team. I'm not a team player. Um, but uh, but slick, Tim. I do trust your uh, your judgment. Um, and uh, but slick, your challenge, should you choose to accept it now, is to go out, contact Laura Vanderkram. And invite her on my show on Joseph Chaffee's Not Famous. 500 guests, including Dan Pink and Dory Clark and Tom Peters and Baratundi Thurston and Seth Godin and Robin D'Angelo and Carol Baskin. And once Laura accepts, because of course she will, um, you get an opportunity, if you choose to, to come on the show and actually spend five minutes interviewing her with me. So the challenge has been thrown down, my friend. For the rest of you, uh, some new uh, faces. Uh, you all look like humans, which is awesome. Sometimes I worry about the bots. Uh, but uh, uh, welcome. Gregory just jumped in for a second. And uh, uh, uh what a beautiful name. And Florent, who's new in Clubhouse and Radic. And, and I see, of course, new friends like Rhonda and Melissa. Tristan just jumped in as well. Um, hopefully, we will see you. Tuesday through Friday in the Collective Cafe, number one. Number two, remember, this is a podcast as well. Uh, that is bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go. Number three, remember, you can just pop in and out anytime. And the goal is actually not to be on stage. The goal is for you to get on with your life. Gardening, walking the dog, uh, being on the treadmill, commuting. The goal is for me to add value uh, in your life and... Um, I where I can uh, schedule when I have time. Excuse the pun. Um, I take each episode. Well, first of all, I take each episode and I try and and uh, and extract ten key takeaways, and I put it either out with some commentary on Substack, uh, on my Substack, which is or uh, LinkedIn. So that's it. Have a great day. Go and crush your day, and see some of you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.